Hello, and welcome to Critical Insanity. I am your host, Ethan Butler and DM. And I'm here with um, one of my players, Maddie, and uh, we are going to be doing a one-shot on the background of her character. So uh, Maddie, Maddie, just give us a uh, brief description of your character. Um, hi, my character's name is Tabris. She's a high elf, rogue level three. Um, her background is a criminal spy and her alignment is chaotic neutral. Um, and she doesn't do any magic or anything. I am part of the Golden Globes clan in this universe. All right. And um, today we're going to be doing a one shot. So in the land of Illustria, where all high elves grow up, um, I assume so did uh, Tavers. And growing up, you've always had a knack for hiding. Uh, staying out of sight, um, you managed to join the Golden Gloves, a thieves' guild. And the Golden Gloves have been known across the world for stealing many uh, things, from the High Elves' Imperial Royal Jewels to the Dorbs' Golden Cog, their one pinnacle of worship, and even the, the Human King's uh, Great Dragon Slaying Sword. What the Golden Gloves... What, hmm. do I, what god do I worship? Um, Narpheus, god of thieves and betrayal. How do you spell that? Uh, N-A-R-F-I-U-S. Okay, thank you. And, uh, yeah, so the Golden Gloves worship Narpheus. He's their patron god. Um, with that... Uh, you you meet a lot of interesting characters. Uh, you've traveled around the world, aiding and stealing anything from bags of gold to strange stones. All of these, you're not told the reason for stealing them, only that somebody has contracted you to steal them, and it's for the best of the guild. Now, you yourself have often wondered, where did those crown jewels go? So you are on a mission with a with with a colleague, a buddy maybe, named Tarbin. Tarbin is a bard, um, but still a quite stealthy and deceptive man. Uh, you two are out just uh, at, a, at a mansion. Uh, you've been instructed to steal a chest. Don't unlock it, just steal the whole chest. It's about the size of a shoebox maybe. Um, intricately carved. Uh, you've been told to just steal it, bring it back to the guild, and receive your payment. You sit crouched um, uh, just behind these hedges at the garden wall. Huge mansion in front of you, swaths of guards armed, standing around, uh, mainly just waiting for their shifts to be over as the warm summer breeze drifts by. And uh, Tarbin whispers to you, he goes, Hey, hey, so... I did a little scouting, and I think that maybe if we sneak through the side door by the kitchen, I'll be able to knock out the chef. I'll get into the chef's clothes. I'll say that we had to switch. Uh, if anybody asks, I'll say we had to switch um, chefs real quick. The other chef got sick. And then from there, 
you i'll get you a waiter's outfit and we'll get into the into the mansion and find the chest easy as pie i say sure i accept your all right well we're going to have to uh do a little do a little sneaking around these guards and he uh he kind of creeps out from the bushes and then drops to a crawl and starts crawling across the lawn he's you're both wearing the similar clothing mainly black with a dull gold lining on a your thieves clothes um he crawls across the lawn and then he motions for you to do the same I all right uh Get me a stealth check, please. Stealth. Plus four. Yep, roll me a d20 plus four. Do I do that in Discord? Uh, you can. In what? General? Yeah, general works. Seventeen. All right, you uh, you succeed. You roll out of the bushes and you start crawling behind Tarvin, and a guard steps on your foot, and you stop, and you look back and he looks down and he goes, "Ugh." I tell the gardener to pick up the rocks, and he never picks up the rocks. And uh, the, the guard just kind of grumbles and continues walking uh, down the down the lawn. Sword not drawn, but at his side. He's got a torch in his hand. And he's just looking around. He didn't even seem to notice that there were two figures slinking across the lawn towards the kitchen door. You get to the kitchen door. Tarbin pulls out his uh, most trusty weapon, a flute. Um, and with it, he blows a certain... Uh, combination of notes very quietly and the lock clicks open he puts the flute back into its uh, case on his hip and he clicks the door open inside his very well lit kitchen there's a singular chef um, humming and cutting some sort of uh, elvish vegetable Um, you can't really see what Tarbin pulls out a what looks to be a two metal balls on a string he spins them around and flings them, and they catch the chef across the head, and the chef collapses onto the ground. Hey, come on. We, we gotta get in now. I stand up and I follow him. He, he as, you, as you walk in, he shuts the door and locks it behind you guys. He turns around and he goes, I was not expecting the chef to be a woman. Looks like you might have to be doing the uh, sneaking around here in the chef's outfit. And Al, and he looks around and then he spots a chimney and he goes, I'll shimmy up the roof and see if I can get in another way. And he nods to you and then he pulls up his uh, mask, sort of bandana type thing. And he starts and he starts climbing up the chimney, leaving you in this kitchen with an unconscious chef. Oh no. Can I pick him up? Yeah, the chef is actually a dark elf woman. Okay. Can I pick her up? 
Yeah. Uh, roll me just a strength check real quick. Is that a d20? Yeah, d20 plus your strength modifier. 14. All right, yeah, you, um, with, with a little struggle, you pick up this petite uh, dark elf woman. She stands at probably around 5'1". Uh, you, you pick her up and you, you're you just kind of holding her now in the middle of the kitchen. I would like to take... Um, is there... Can I roll perception and see if there's any way to get out of here? Oh yeah, there, and you don't even have to roll for that. Uh, there are several doors. Um, so there's the door you came in. And then that is a small entryway to the large kitchen. Now there's a pantry door that's got some garlic hanging off of it. And then at the opposite end of the kitchen to where the door you and Tarbin entered from is a door that leads to probably probably the inside of the mansion. Mm. I would like to go toward into the inside of the mansion. All right, are you still carrying the unconscious chef? Yes. All right. Um, you get fairly close to the door and you start to hear some footsteps approaching. Uh, they're not guard footsteps. You can tell from the non-heavy clanking of armor, but there's some, probably a servant coming to get whatever food the chef was in the middle of preparing. Mm, can I hide? Are they coming? Coming, yeah. Um, our way. Yeah, the footsteps seem to be coming down this hallway towards your door. Okay. Is there anywhere to hide? Yeah. Uh, you, there's pantries, a few cabinets. You still got the unconscious chef. So. Can I hide the unconscious chef somewhere? Yeah. Uh, you could probably. There's pantries, cabinets, oven, even. Is there a cat? Um, is there a cabinet big enough to fit her? Oh, definitely. This is a very rich house, full of large cabinets. Okay. Um, definitely. Oh, one of the cabinets. Up. All right. Yeah. Um. Roll me a sleight of hand check. Six plus twelve. Oh, yeah. Um, you you open a cabinet. Inside is a few pots and pans. You move a pot. You move a pot, and you just kind of bend the chef and shove her in there, and then you just shut the cabinet. And so you set the pot on the counter, acting as if it's something the chef needed. And uh, now you're crouched in the middle of the kit in this kitchen. Uh, the footsteps grow closer, and you see the doorknob jiggle a little. Mm. Get out of get out of sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Twenty-one. Oh yeah, uh, you. As the door opens, you roll behind the door, 
and uh, th- this this very frazzled looking maid comes in. She's got a tray full of empty teacups, and she sets it down on the counter, not even noticing anyone or anything out of place. She looks briefly around. She assumes the chef is gone somewhere, and uh, she, and as, during that time, as you're behind the door. Um, you notice that you are right next to a block of kitchen knives and as 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 you as you're next to this block of kitchen knives the waitress stops she goes i need a bread knife and she turns and at you are just at the right angle that she does not see you and she walks over just and quickly grabs a bread knife and goes back to cutting some bread you've just barely hidden from this maid um can you repeat that sorry oh yeah um the maid gets close to catching you but She's very, she's very frazzled. So, she just quickly grabs um, one of the bread knives next to you and leaves to go cut some bread. Okay. Is she like? Can I kind of follow her? Yeah, she's just uh, at one side of the kitchen, chopping up a uh, loaf of bread into slices. And placing the slices on the silver tray that she was carrying. Okay, I would like to just go right past her. Maybe. Yep. In her uh, inventory. What's in her hmm? inventory? Uh, as far as you know, uh, it seems that she's just got um her maid outfit on, and then she's got a silver tray that she she's carrying all these dishes. Okay. But you can attempt to pickpocket her if you think she's got, like, a key or something. I will do that. Alright, roll me a sleight of hand check. Seven. Plus twelve? No, like, the whole thing is seven. (laughs) Oh. Um, so you take your hand and you, you reach and you go to slip your hand into her front dress pocket and she stops and she, wide-eyed she looks down at you in just pure shock no scream but her mouth is wide and she's just she's staring at you now uh she stopped cutting the bread and um yeah she's just you've been you've been caught oh no um is there any way I can? Um, is she going to attack me? You have no clue. All you know is that you've now been caught. Hmm. I try to run away. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you you just kind of pull your hand quickly out. And you jump up and you start running and she starts screaming. She's like, guards, guards, there's someone in the castle. And um, you hear boots start clanking around as you dash down this hallway into a large courtyard. Am I outside? 
No, you are inside the mansion. Is there windows? Yes, there's very large windows. How high am I? Um, you're at the first floor, so the windows are near ground level. I will jump out a window. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll me a acrobatics check. Seven. <laughs> In all... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you... You, um, you look around, you see these windows, and you go and you jo- dive and you smash against the window, cracking it. The window breaks, and you roll onto the lawn. Shards of glass stab into <laughs> uh-huh. your shoulder. Um, take uh, four points of damage, mm-hmm. as you've now got a bunch of shards of glass in your um, in your back and shoulder. Oh no! Is there any way I can heal? Uh, at the moment, you don't have anything that would heal you, but when you get back to the Golden Gloves, um, headquarters, I'm sure that, uh, they'd be able to patch you up. Hmm. You're now, you're now kind of crouched, or just laying face down up to you on the lawn, um, and you hear a few guards, uh, shout, uh, she's over here! And uh, you hear crossbows being loaded. Oh god. Um, I take how many are there? There are two guards on the lawn. They've got crossbows pointed at you as they begin to uh, flank you. And then you notice uh, three more guards in the inside of the uh, mansion pointing their crossbows out the window at you. I would like to quickly aim for one with my longbow. All right, um, you pull out your longbow, which uh, has been strapped to your back, and you knock an arrow and uh, roll me an attack. The closest person to me. All right, yeah, uh, roll me to break armor. What would I roll? Uh, it's just a d20 plus your proficiency in longbow. Eight. All together. Ooh. Alright, you fire your uh, arrow, but because of the um, glass in your shoulder and that singeing, searing pain of those cuts, you you jerk a little bit from the pain and misfire as the arrow goes past um, the guard and just somewhere off into the hedges. At that very moment, a cloud of blackness envelops you and you hear a thump as somebody lands next to you and you hear the familiar voice of Tarbin. Hey, Wes, I just jumped from the roof. Um, we, we, we better get going. I got the chest and this weird book. Don't ask about the book. It was a spur of the moment decision. It's okay. And then, okay. and then move on. You hear him 
get up, he grabs your hand, and he begins sprinting uh, one direction. Okay. I, I run with him. Uh, you run out of this big cloud of black smoke uh, into the shadows, and you notice that uh, Tarbin's got an arrow uh, protruding from one of his shoulders and coming out of his lower rib cage. Oh my god! Uh, he he's breathe he's breathing really heavily, and he he coughs a little, and he goes, "Less, I'm I'm feeling a little woozy." Uh, get. Get the horses that we stashed earlier. I believe they're over in that grove. I'm gonna take a nap, and he Can falls I take over. His belongings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all he's got on him is a flute, a short sword, um, and in his hand is a chest, and in the other hand is a book. I will take the chest and the book. All right, yeah, you, you pick him up, and he groans a little, and, uh, you, yeah, you basically toss... Uh, you, you see the horses that you had stashed earlier for this heist. They were your getaway. Um, you see your horse. It's a it's a very fast mare, and she just kind of uh, paws, paws the ground anxiously as she hears the shouts. Um, I get on the horse and ride away. Yeah, you uh, you clip the chest to the horse's saddle. You look at the book for a second, and then you put it in your bag, and you uh, basically you just take the reins and you you kick as hard as possible, and the horse just starts booking it uh, as fast as this mare can go. It's just sprinting away from the mansion, and the last you see as you look back is Tarbin kind of slowly picking himself up. And then a guard running up and hitting him across the head with a baton. Yikes. And, uh, yeah. You jet. Um, it's about a... It's about a two days travel from this mansion to the Golden Gloves, uh... To the Golden Gloves headquarters. Would you like to take a long rest in this time? I imagine yeah. you do. Alright, yeah, you, um, heal up those four hit points that you lost. Nothing really surprising happens in that time, as you, uh, are just camping out in the wilderness, uh, trying to avoid the main roads, as the law enforcement has probably been alerted to a, uh, elven woman, uh, robbing a mansion. And you get back to the Golden Gloves headquarters, which is a abandoned library. As you as you step in, it, it, it looks like an abandoned library until you pull a familiar book from the shelf and clicks a uh, hidden ramp down to the underground headquarters of the Golden Gloves. You walk down the ramp and open the doors, and uh, at first you're hit with the smell of uh, cooking, uh, people people preparing food. As they rest up in these headquarters, there's people wearing the same black and dull gold uh, outfits as you and Tarbin were wearing. Um, there's a whole mix of people, different races, different genders, all just walking around, talking, training, um, sleeping, eating, 
anything that people would do on their days off from stealing things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Huge plethora of just people to talk to, things to do. Uh, You remember that you should probably talk to the leader of the Golden Gloves sector that sent you on this mission, uh, Andrea. Hmm. Can I go to the shops? Are there any shops around? No, but there is an armorer who repairs your gear for you if it's been broken and restocks your arrows. Yeah, you you go up. It's this Dorfin man that you know of. You would just move to this sector, so you don't really know everybody too well. But it's this Dorfin man, and he um he looks and goes, "I, well, looks like you only spent one arrow." And he hands you an arrow, and he goes, "How'd the mission go?" Um, terrible. I got hit, oh no, but it's okay. I survived. And I'm back here now. What? What about Tarbin? Did, did did he get caught? Um. Wait. What happened to him? Uh, Tarbin was the guy that you took the chest and oh, yeah. book from. He was your dead. teammate, and then. Oh, he's. You think yeah. he's dead? Did you see him? Like. Yeah. Get killed. It was terrible. Tragic. Uh, that's too bad, lass. Well. I'm so sorry for your loss. Tarbin was a good guy. I think he would have got along well. Yeah. Thankfully, you got the chest. That's very important yeah, to us. Here. Wait, do I give it to him? Uh, no, you you don't give the chest to him. You give the just chest to uh, Andrea, the leader of the Gloves Guild in <laughs> uh, Illustria. Yeah, it was it was not easy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bald face lies. <laughs> Man, r- remind me, you are going to double cross a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, he he nods to you and goes back to uh, sharpening a blade that he is uh, he's been forging for a while now. I walk away. You know. Yep. And uh, yeah, you've got a plethora of um, options, places hmm. to go. Can I roll a perception? Yeah. Twenty-three. All right. Um, first thing you notice is that there are three different people staring at you. Um, one is Tarbin's sweetheart. Her name is all, all you know of her name is Lynx. She's, uh, giving you the, the death glare. Um, presumably because either she thinks Tarbin's dead or that Tarbin is cheating on her, even though they are not married or courting or anything like that. They've been known to just be together for a while. And she stares at you as she balances a dagger by the tip of its blade on her finger. The other person staring at you is um, a, a 
fairly scrawny lizard person. He's got his eyes cut out, and um, he, he's got a, a head wrap over his eyes. So he's not really staring, staring at you, but he's looking in your general direction. And um, you can only assume that that's because he's blind and he has no idea he's staring at you. And the final person is Andrea. She wears a black and gold robe with the insignia of the golden gloves on it. Um, she wears a black and gold mask as uh, her face is hidden because she's actually a prominent political figure. And she only leaves the golden gloves as um, Andrea, her fake name, her 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 alias. Andrea isn't her real name and nobody's seen her real face, but she runs the golden gloves and gives you all the missions. And she, she points at you and nods towards a uh, room as if to ask you to come meet with her. I will her. go meet with Andrea. All right, yeah, you, you, you waltz. <laughs> Not waltz, but, but walk. I imagine you're still kind of sore from jumping through broken glass. Um, you, you just kind of walk into the room, and Andrea sits there at her desk. And she looks up at you, and she goes... Well, did you? I say yes, ma'am. I will. She, she nods and she um, hold. She gestures to her desk for you to put it down. I put it down on the desk, and I open it. Yeah, she um, she pulls open a drawer and pulls out a intricate looking key. She slips it into the chest's lock, and it clicks open. She looks at you and she goes, Do you know why I had you and Tarbin run this mission? I say no, miss. Why? You see, long ago, the Golden Gloves stole a very, very valuable artifact. One so important to me and the people I also work for that I was willing to pay anything to get it from the Golden Gloves. But... Their original leader betrayed the entire clan and hid the uh, the valuable artifact in Osvinchcraft, the, the Dorvan land. Now, I, I, we have agents in Osvinchcraft, but we didn't have a map. He left clues, hoping that his predecessor uh, would, would, would find it and restore the, the, the guild to its glory, but we all know the Golden Gloves' glory is fading quickly. <laughs> now, I have a... I have a certain thing to ask you. And she pulls out of this chest a paper that has been folded a few times. That's the only thing in this chest, nothing else. Um, and she unfolds the paper, and in it is light pencil sketches of what looks to be a ruin. Can I roll our cane on the on the map? Uh, yeah, sure. Though you can tell immediately that it doesn't really feel magical in nature. Feel free to roll our cane, though, just in case. Fifteen. 
Yeah, as far as you can tell, um, the map doesn't seem magical at all. It just seems to be a, a pencil sketch drawing uh, of an ancient dwarven ruin. Does it look like anywhere I know already? Uh, roll history for me. Three. Honestly, to you, all dwarven ruins look the same. Unlike elves, dwarves obviously don't build as uniquely. So, it, it looks quite similar to every dwarven ruin you've ever seen. Andrea continues, Well, you see, this is one of the dwarven ruins in Osvenchcraft. We don't know which one. But I have a friend. His name is... His name is... Valdrig. Now, Valdrig... He and I share the same aspiration for finding this powerful artifact. Uh, though he wants to find other artifacts of his craft, uh, I am looking and paying him. Hello? Hello? What's what's going on in Osvenchcraft to find uh, artifacts for him? But I want to make sure that at least one of these adventurers is going to be on my side. Now, I, I see that you have been in the Golden Gloves for a while. And I ask you, would you be willing to be not a double agent, but... A mole in Valdrig's operation. I look at him longingly and I say, what's the catch? Well, the catch, my dear, is... Well, the artifact belongs to me. Though you might want it, I I can assure you that if you double-cross me, your life will be over. And the payment, though, if you succeed follow my orders the payment is quite generous very very generous and she pulls out a purple envelope sealed with gold wax and she slides it over to you she goes the choice is yours work for me and get paid very handsomely so handsomely you'll probably never need to work steal or rob anyone ever again. And if you work hard enough, I might even add a bonus, and you'll be able to share in the glory that comes with this artifact. Can I open the envelope? Yep. I would but like to, to be warned, in doing so, you will accept Andrea's offer. Sure. All right. You open the envelope, and written in very fancy calligraphy is, uh, it just says, Dear Adventurer, my name is Valdrig, and though you may not know me, I know of you and your feats. You are someone that is powerful and good at locating objects others can't. I require of you not much. I merely invite you to my mansion for a tea, brunch, and 
offer of work. This work is dangerous, but the pay is very, very generous. Uh, as you may know, the land of Avengecraft has opened up its doors to adventurers to find artifacts hidden in ancient ruins. I ask you, adventurer who I have chosen, to join a party I have designed to find these artifacts and bring them to me. I'll pay you very handsomely, and who knows, we may be able to do business in the future. Sincerely, Valdrig Ghostfitch. <laughs> I laugh and fold the paper back up and put it in my bag. Uh, Andrea nods and she goes, very well, and uh, you might want to take this too. And she hands you the folded piece of paper with the pencil sketches of the ancient ruin. Yes, of course. Thank you. Well, and uh, okay. Andrea just looks at you and she goes, you may go now, um, but I'll have somebody bring you an item. And when I need to come in contact, this item will uh, buzz. It'll hum a little. All you need to do is touch it, and we will mentally be able to talk. Really? But if... I won't be buzzing often. Okay. <laughs> she nods and goes back to um, writing some papers and looking at some maps. Obvious that she wants you to leave. Okay, I leave. As you leave, um... Lynx, the woman who uh, is is Tarbin's sweetheart, walks up to you and she goes, You, where is Tarbin? I say that is literally none of your concern. I think it is all of my concern. I don't care. What are you accusing me of? I know you, wench. You definitely cheated on Tarbin. You you cheated him. He's gone. And I think it's your fault. I can't prove it, but I'll ruin you. You can't You're prove You're gonna it. ruin the day that you hurt Lynx. Whatever. I... <laughs> um, can I smack her? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Just roll an unarmed attack. 18. <laughs> um, seemingly out of nowhere, you throw a, uh, a jab and it and Lynx, she, she might have been expecting it and she kind of moved her hands like she was going to block it. But your jab goes and cracks her across the face and then she just kind of holds her nose and uh, you just kind of walk off, shake your hand a little. And you're like, back off, punk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lynx just kind of holds her nose, and she gives you um, the elvish version of the middle finger, and um, she just kind of walks away, uh, very obviously angry, but humiliated at the same time, as many of the Golden Glove members around you kind of laughed. You know, they're like, ha, Lynx got punched, idiot. Good. I feel a sense of overwhelming joy. 
<laughs> um, one of the top captains of the Golden Gloves comes up to you and he goes, Andrea said to give this to you. And uh, he hands you a box and he nods and he goes, uh, she also said, meet at Port Donsmith tomorrow at four. And he uh, walks away. Interesting. What time is it now? Uh, it's probably like evening, six-ish. Okay. Well, I head that general direction. How long will it take me? All right. It won't take you too long, so you might have time to get in a little sleep, uh, probably some breakfast. Short rest. No long. Short rest. You you take a short rest. The box that Andre gave you rests in your bag. Um, you wake up refreshed. You get a quick breakfast and you breakfast and you head off in the direction of the port. Yes. the The morning mist is cool and uh, the breeze is nice. Uh, you can smell the salt of the sea. As you as you approach the port, you see merely one single schooner, a small vessel, uh, docked. Everyone, the whole town seems to be asleep. Uh, you carry with you your bag full of changes of clothes. Uh, uh, I assume, along with your burglary t- burglary tools and weapons, along with the box that Andrea gave you, the invitation, the paper, and uh, anything else you might need. Uh. You get to the boat and Andrea just kind of like melts out of the shadows into the light. And she looks at you and she goes, my dear, this is where we head off. Get the Osvinch craft. Uh, you, you'll you be landing in a port called Darchok. Uh, from there, it is about a uh, Valdrig will send a carriage to pick you up from the port. Uh, the schooner is going to be picking up the other adventurers that Valdrig has called. Make sure to keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, and stay in touch. And she taps a um, brooch she has on her cloak, and uh, you hear the box in your bag hum a little bit. And she nods and disappears back into the alley. Hmm. I take note of that, and I move on with what I was doing. I think. Yep. Do you want to board the schooner? Yes. All right. And with that, you board the schooner, and the the ferry captain is a. Uh, he's an interesting fellow. He's a dwarven man, uh, very old. Uh, on his back, he carries a huge broadsword, and uh, he nods at you and goes, "No lass, listen up. I will not be having any harvin and a harden and a harvin." And my ship. And then he um, he pulls a string and the sail opens up. You, not understanding anything of what he said, just kind of nod and sit down uh, and contemplate your new mission. And that is where we will end your one shot. On your way to Darchok. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. Of course. Uh, excited to get your character into this campaign. Which will be really fun, and I'm excited to see uh, what what you plan to do about Lynx, Tarbin, um, and you know your 
you seem to be able to double cross people without any remorse. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> you straight up left Tarbin. <laughs> I don't know. This was he was good. Uh, we'll all right. Well, are you gonna leave or am I gonna leave? Uh, I'll end the recording. Thank you for uh, joining the podcast, and I'm excited to see where your character goes from here. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.